sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all warble like nightingales. Give your throat a treat. Take a time from the bird. Now you all know the word. Hello again out there in uh, Bird Lane. It's Anson Tebbets along with... Uh, Chip Darmstadt. Well, December's here. We, we've gotten some snow, and um, we knew it was coming. Uh, we had a very mild, I would say, fall. Uh, but for sure, uh, the snow has arrived. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. No? And, and nice to have it on uh, some snow on the ground for the holidays, for sure. Absolutely. Um, nice festive uh, atmosphere um, here in December as we... As we approach the end of December, but um, I'm hard hard to imagine, but we're talking about bluebirds in December. What's that all about? Yeah, um, I was out birding, it was last week now, and saw a flock of 12 eastern bluebirds. And that, that was probably a minimum. There might have been more. It was hard to count them. Uh, I was birding with my son, Sam, and we pulled up to the... Um, it's the Chimney Point Bridge or is it the Crown Point Bridge? Uh, a Chimney Point, anyway. And uh, we noticed, uh, you know, some birds moving low through the trees the, and, and tops of the uh, weeds and bushes and noticed they were bluebirds, started counting or trying to count as we're scrambling to get out of the car, get our binoculars. Uh, and there were at least 12. Um, and, you know, there are males, females, probably a mix of adult birds and first-year birds. Uh, I don't know. This was a morning with um, some pretty strong north winds that had been sh- had shifted overnight. So maybe these were migrants heading south, um, but they could also just be birds spending the winter here in Vermont because mm-hmm. bluebirds do that. So that's uh, uh, bluebirds in December and... Um so this is Lake Champlain, around Lake Champlain, right? Exactly, yeah. So this is, I guess that's Addison, mm-hmm. um, that chim- the Chimney Point Bridge. Yeah, it's, it was, you know, it's not unusual to, at all now to see bluebirds in Vermont, especially in the Champlain Valley. Um, but I've seen them in the greater Montpelier area, certainly the Connecticut River Valley. So not everywhere in the state, more more open country. Um and Lake Champlain, definitely the, the valley there is the best place. But it's definitely the biggest flock of bluebirds I've seen, I think, in, in December anywhere in, in Vermont. Um, I don't know. It's just so exciting. <laughs> it's, it's one of those birds that no matter how, how many times you see one, it's, it's, you know, it's really it's fun and exciting and beautiful every single time. Well, when they're here in, uh, in May in the summertime, they're uh, having insects. So what are they... Um there must be some food that they're attracted to in the, in the wintertime if they're going to stick around, right? Yeah, fruits, um, you know, probably sumac berries, um, other smaller fruits. I, you know, I, I don't know that I've ever seen them in a crab apple, like, um, like robins or pine grosbeaks. Um, I think they'd like smaller fruits, I think I've seen them in multiflora rose, um, probably winterberry holly. So fruiting shrubs and trees, um, 
you know, and there's, there's, you occasionally get some insect activity, even in the winter, you might get a hatch near a, a, a you know, a, a small stream. Uh, that's pretty rare, but, you know, birds are pretty adaptable. So they'll, they'll take advantage of those ephemeral resources too. But I think the staple in the winter for them is definitely um, fruit. They will come to suet occasionally or mealworm feeders. Some, some folks put out mealworms in the winter for, for birds and bluebirds, you know, definitely take advantage of that if you do that. Mm. Good stuff. And it's nothing more spectacular to um, get a picture of a, a bluebird, maybe in, a, in the middle of a little snow flurry or snowstorm. Yeah. The color is just extraordinary. It's, it, you're, right, you're absolutely right. It's one of those birds that no matter the season is spectacular. Yeah, yeah, it's something about that that color. It's just so stunning, um, you know. And then, of course, you got to look carefully. <laughs> there could be a mountain bluebird in that flock too, if you see bluebirds in the winter. Uh, um, I think there's a couple of records for uh, for Vermont. Am I remembering correctly? Your brother found a mountain bluebird maybe in Maine. Yeah, he did. It was actually in. Um, it was at the airport in Connecticut, at the Bradley Airport in uh, Enfield. But I, yeah, it was, uh, and it was one of those. It was perched uh, perfectly, um, and it was on like a red post. So it had all the elements. It had uh, yeah, wow. spectacular blue sky, mountain bluebird, and then it's just perching on a red post. So it had all the perfect elements of a, a wonderful photograph. But that was uh, that was a few years ago down in Enfield, and yeah. of course, airports are wonderful places for habitat for for birds. Yeah, in the winter and then the summer too, actually. Yeah. Um, was that mountain bluebird hanging out with eastern bluebirds? I don't know. It was a single. It was a single one, and I uh, don't. I don't recall whether there were other bluebirds with it or not. Um, yeah. I got the photograph somewhere. I should find the photo somewhere. I'm sure my brother has it somewhere. But uh, yeah, it was spectacular. Um, and uh, and it was in the it was in the winter as well, if I remember correctly. It was it was the winter time too. Yeah, that's that sounds um, not typical. <laughs> Although it's not typical to see a mountain bluebird in the east, but they do they do stray. But I think when they are seen, it's often in the winter. And I don't know. I'm curious if they do associate with eastern bluebirds when they are seen in the east. But mm. to do a little research on that one. Great. Um, Christmas counts, right? We've got Christmas counts that uh, some have already occurred. I think Island Pond already occurred, right? Yeah, Island Pond, um, Mad River. Um, there's a quite a few that are this first weekend uh, before Christmas. Um, yeah, uh, I did hear some news from the Island Pond count. Uh, my son Sam was out birding a lot. It, he he was on a, a a little team that had seven Canada Jays. Oh. Um, Folks may know that as Gray Jay, but the, the the new name is Canada Canada Jay. Um, seven birds, which is a lot, um, you know. And considering probably it's quite a few Vermonters who probably haven't seen Canada Jay in, in the state. Um, the Northeast Kingdom's the only place you're going to see them. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, um... They didn't have. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say the uh, the Canada Jay is one of those. It's a it's kind of a friendly bird if you if you can get close to it. It doesn't cache its food and and um, it's it's one of those friendlies if you get a chance chance to see it. Yeah, they'll they'll come seek you out. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely you know been at places like Moose Bog. You know, I'll be having a 
peanut butter and jelly sandwich uh, during a break and, you know, next thing Canada Jays are showing up, you know, looking for handouts. Uh, so they are not afraid of people. Um, they could be very, very social, uh, very, you know, seem almost tame. So not, um, they can be hard to see sometimes. They, if they come, you know, check you out if they want to. Um, and when they do, um, they're very bold. Mm. Good stuff, the, uh, the Jays. And, um, yeah, the, um, um, the bird counts are, are valuable because it's, it's some data, some research that's used. And there are trends over the years. You know, years ago we probably had a lot of evening growth speaks, and now we don't have as many. But uh, those, um, these counts are important just to, to follow uh, research. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the bluebird is actually another good example. That's a bird uh, whose numbers have increased in Vermont in the winter. Um, I think the same is true for, for robins. Um, so, as you mentioned, evening gross beak numbers have definitely gone down. So, these Christmas bird counts are a really good snapshot of uh, winter bird populations. And they're, you know, it's done at a time of year when there might not be a lot of field work, a lot of research being conducted. So this is, we're doing the research um, and providing valuable data. And it's a long-term data set. These have been going on for over 100 years now. Uh, they've gotten, you know, more prolific, more intense maybe over the last, you know, few decades. But providing, you know, really important information, uh, things like white-throated sparrow, for, for example, that's a bird that... Uh, you know, Christmas bird counts have shown that they've been spending the winter further and further north. So uh, definitely a lot we can learn from that Christmas bird count data. Yeah, good stuff. Maybe in some future shows, we'll look at some of the um, uh, future shows. Um, everyone enjoy the snow. Enjoy the weekend. Um, and we'll be back um, next week with more bird chatter. Until then, I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstadt. For the birds. Let's I'll sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. tweet.